Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Inspired Business Podcast. We're going to do something a little bit different today. Today's episode is the first of a three-part series of episodes on a topic that I get asked about a lot, and that is email marketing. What is email marketing? Well, basically, it's using email messages to connect with your audience and to serve your audience and ultimately to sell to your audience. So in a nutshell, your email list can become your number one source of buyers. In a perfect world, you will grow your email list to the point where all you have to do is launch a new product or a flash sale to your existing subscribers, and you'll earn enough money to fill your belly and then some. Email marketing is the number one source of income for a lot of successful online entrepreneurs. And if you're not there yet, don't worry. Most of us aren't. I've had some five-figure launches to my email list alone, but I haven't yet hit a six-figure launch, not without help from other marketing strategies. Yet, because we know the potential for your email list to fuel your income, all your marketing efforts should somehow serve to add people to your email list. Your email list is golden because these are the people who asked to hear from you. You show up in their inbox because they want you there. Your ability to communicate with your email subscribers is not dependent on a social media algorithm or what websites they visit. You send an email, it goes to their inbox. Whether or not they read it depends on what you're writing about. We'll talk more about that in a future episode. But over the next three weeks, we're going to examine email marketing at a basically high level, covering these three main topics. First of all, how do you get new subscribers? That is the big kahuna question that everybody wants to know. How can you get people to sign up for your email list in the first place? What are the best email growth strategies? We'll talk about a few of my favorite ways to grow a list of buyers, not just casual onlookers. But after you've grown that list, or should I say as you're growing that list, because even just one person on your email list is a person that you are called to serve. So what next? You have this amazing email list, but for what purpose? So our second episode in this series, which will air next week, is all about how to communicate with your email subscribers. What kind of content should you send them? How often should you email them? And how can you ensure they're actually going to open your email when you send it? And then the final episode, number three in this series, we're going to discuss how to turn your email subscribers into paying customers. That's the happy place we all want to reach. So stay with me these next three weeks, and I promise you'll be a smarter email marketer than when you first started. And hopefully you'll be inspired to crack open that laptop and start typing out some emails to your audience. Okay, so let's tackle that first big topic. How do I get new subscribers onto my list? Well, standard advice from nearly every marketing counselor out there is to create a lead magnet. A lead magnet is something that you give for free in exchange for a person's email address. 
If you want to know how I feel about lead magnets, check out episode six of the Inspired Business Podcast. It's titled, Why Freebies Are Hurting Your Email List and How to Attract Subscribers Who Will Actually Buy From You. In general, I'm not a fan of lead magnets that only serve to fill your list with a bunch of freebie seekers. As an entrepreneur, the purpose of growing your list is to accumulate a group of people who value your content enough to pay for it. That means you need to make sure your subscribers are qualified leads, meaning they're interested enough in your topic to put some skin in the game, which might be money or it might be time. If someone buys a product from you, then they're in the game, of course. But if they invest in a free challenge or a one-hour webinar, for example, even if it's free in terms of dollars, the time that person has essentially paid to learn from you is also a type of qualification. It's another way that they get in the game. What you don't want is a bunch of people who grab a simple PDF download that has nothing to do with your products or your services and does nothing to lead them to your products and services. That's an example of a poor and fruitless lead magnet. So again, check out episode six for a more complete understanding of the type of lead magnet that qualifies as effective and worth pursuing. Better yet, consider attracting people to your email list through a low price purchase rather than a free lead magnet. When they buy the product, they're added to your email list and they're already proven to be vetted buyers. But now I have to hit the pause button here for a second. Do be aware that overseas customers must check a box when they're purchasing that gives permission to be added to your email list. Your email management system can give you some more details on how to work within those guidelines. That's called GDPR, which stands for General Data Protection Regulation. And it's primarily an issue with customers from Europe. And that's a topic for another day, but I'd be negligent in my commitment to you and your integrity right now if I didn't mention it in this topic of getting more subscribers. So I'll link to an article in the show notes with some more insight on GDPR. Okay, unpause. So now we know what you're going to share with people to get them interested in joining your email list, either a sales page for a low price or what we call a low ticket product or an effective lead magnet, meaning not a freebie seeker lead magnet. You'll get more subscribers with a free lead magnet, but better qualified subscribers with a paid product. So it's up to you which direction you go. Now, the next question is how? How are you going to get these subscribers? What are the best ways to get your sales page or your lead magnet in front of people? Here are my, my top four favorite methods at the moment. Okay, number one is a lead magnet swap. This involves using affiliates or what we call partner marketing. I talked about this a bit last week in episode 15. Find some colleagues who serve an audience that's similar to yours, meaning an audience that has the problem you solve, yet this colleague should be someone who doesn't sell a competing product. For example, if you serve young moms and your product helps them plan healthy meals, find a colleague who also serves young moms, but her focus is on, say, helping them pray for their kids. Ask her to share your sales page or lead magnet with her audience, and you could share hers with your audience. This way, you break into a new group of people who don't know you yet, but are more likely to be willing to subscribe to your list than some other stranger's list because you come recommended as a great resource by somebody that they trust. So that's a lead magnet swap. Number two, how are you going to get these subscribers? How are you going to share your sales page or your lead magnet? Number two is publicity. Pitch yourself as a guest to some podcasts that you admire or that serve an audience that fits your niche. 
When you interview on that podcast, share a lead magnet or a sales page using a simple URL like mywebsite.com slash welcome. It should be something that you can speak easily and that people can remember easily just by listening. And then ask the host to include that link in her show notes too. Or find somebody with a popular blog or an e-magazine. It doesn't have to be a podcast. And then pitch a guest post or an article, but use the same approach. Provide a link to your lead magnet or your sales page. Now, this strategy can be hit or miss. I've interviewed on a lot of podcasts and radio shows over the years, and sometimes they bring in new subscribers and sometimes they don't. But if nothing else, it doesn't cost you anything but time to interview on somebody's podcast or to write an article for somebody else's um, website or magazine. And it also grows your reach. It builds awareness of who you are and what you do, and it's a way to serve people. So it's a win-win. All right, number three, favorite methods for getting your lead magnet or your sales page in front of people to gain subscribers is online summits. Now, these two can be hit or miss. As a guest as an online summit at an online summit or a conference, you should be invited to share a lead magnet or an offer with that audience to that summit. If people participate in your session and like what you have to say, then they might take you up on your offer to subscribe or to buy your product. Depending on the summit's theme and on the audience that it draws, you could get hundreds of new subscribers or maybe just a handful. Kind of experiment with this and see if summits are something that you enjoy doing and if they bear email subscriber fruit for you. Another option is to take the summit idea a step further and actually host one yourself. My team at the Inspired Business hosted an online audio summit this past fall, and I will tell you that hosting a summit is a good way to boost your email list. Because if your guest speakers tell their audiences about the summit and encourage them to attend, you can get several new subscribers all in one short time period. However, hosting a summit is a ton of work. So weigh the pros and the cons. I'm thinking about recording a podcast episode on this topic of online summits in the near future. So stay tuned for more lessons learned on that later. All right. And finally, my last suggested method for growing your email list is ads. I know there's a collective groan, right? Social media ads. I also mentioned these in last week's episode, but every time I talk about ads, I've got to pop up a big fat warning sign. They are not for the faint of heart, but they can be effective at growing your list. I'm talking about Facebook and Instagram ads, Pinterest ads, YouTube or TikTok ads, which social media platforms you advertise in, are, it's going to depend on where your people are. If they're on Facebook, then run ads on Facebook. If they're on LinkedIn, run ads on LinkedIn. But do get some thorough training on how to run those ads before you attempt to cross those treacherous waters. Ads can still be effective and profitable, but you've really got to be willing to learn and test, and it takes some courage. One more method that I'll mention here, and it's not necessarily as a recommendation, but just an inside peek into my own business, it's organic Pinterest. That's the next strategy that I'm going to try to conquer. I'm not doing much with it yet, but I'm tipping my hat in that direction. I think there is potential for content sellers to gain a lot of traction on Pinterest right now, especially since Pinterest started online shops. Did you know that you can create a shop for your products on Pinterest? It's still fairly new territory, but it's an area that I plan to, exp to explore more in 2023. So, hey, maybe we can do it together and let's compare notes on what's working or not working with organic Pinterest. 
especially as ads platforms like Facebook and Instagram have been taking away the ability to target people according to Christian-related interests. And even Google is soon going to remove the ability to target according to keywords. I'm really hoping that Pinterest might open up some flexibility to still reach my people with targeted keywords that are related to faith-based entrepreneurship. We'll see. I will keep you posted. So that wraps up our first episode in our three-part series on email marketing. Join me next week when we talk about how to communicate with that email list that you are working so hard to grow. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Inspired Business Podcast. If this episode inspired you or helped you in some way, would you consider sharing it with a friend? If you know somebody who could use a little boost in their own business, whether it's an online colleague or an in real life friend, I'd be honored if you pass along this podcast to bless them. It's like I've always taught my kiddos, sharing is caring and it helps me encourage more people, which is a pursuit God has laid on my heart. So thank you. Together we can help more Christian voices speak up, serve people, earn an honest income, and change the world. Until next time, bye-bye.